very zen place right now. What? Um, just damn. Just damn. Just damn. <laughs> but um, I didn't. I, I I've been doing this for about a month now. I didn't say anything because I wanted to see if I stuck with it. Um, and I'd probably ridicule you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I wanted to make sure it wasn't something I was going to give up on as soon as you did. Right. Cool. So uh, I've uh, I've been officially meditating for a Offici- solid month. Officially. <laughs> officially. <laughs> Paperwork's done. <laughs> you know, I've submitted the forms. <laughs> how, how often you've been meditating like every morning kind of thing uh every day different times i haven't i haven't kept it up at, at like it's like a set time set routine thing but yeah um i've, I've in the past since december 5th i've missed two days cool, cool. um and it's it's been good it's like i i approached it with like a great deal of cynicism and skepticism as like <laughs> like as, as i always do what <laughs> just like this. just want to you know be be with myself be on my own completely in my own mind which is something you've strove for in every social situation (laughs) i don't don't like myself it's not that it's it's the the um the outward personality of most people that meditate is the kind of person i absolutely fucking hate um yeah same as like the diet kind of yeah oh you since i gave up carrots you know life is (laughs) just better and you should be better just a bit less orange shut up (laughs) um but no, it's it's been it's been really good, and I and I have like looked into the communities and stuff, and I went I went on the the meditation Reddit and and things like that, and I was just like, I hate all of these people. This is exactly the kind of shit that stopped me doing it for years, and everything's like I meditate for five hours a day. Okay, do you not have a job? Like, do you, do you get a fucking life? But then, um, and the thing that the thing that got me into it was going at it down a scientific route. Uh, I watched a bunch of videos that people have, who've done like proper good studies on meditation, the effects mm. that it has on people. Um, and so it's like, this is the perfect way to get me into anything. Facts, just facts, <laughs> like shit. How does it actually fucking help? And the neurobiology into it and everything like that. And it's all very positive reviews. And they reckon that, um, meditation, mindful, mindfulness meditation in particular, um, in, in the next 10, years is going to be regarded in the same way that exercise is like it's mm. it's undoubtedly positive and everybody should do it and here's the reasons why um but i think for a long time it's always been associated with like a spiritual kind of thing which i yeah. I, I i don't have anything spiritual in my life you hate the spirits i hate the spirits <laughs> like it's it's just it's never something that i've been attracted to but the scientific side of it is really interesting and it's i've actually noticed a big sort yeah, of yeah upheaval and change in the way that i view things and personalities and stuff and i've avoided i've used it i've not used it to avoid arguments but i've noticed that it's helped me avoid arguments like um when you say avoid you mean you haven't had the need to engage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like a particular thing like little things that um i would notice about myself before of like i think i think it comes from my it comes from like 10, 15 years ago from my first relationship of someone saying something and I'll be like, well, I'll save that for later. And like that. <laughs> because that's, because that was the attitude of the person that I was with. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah, building yeah. an arsenal for the next big encounter. And, it's, yeah. and, and I still, and I've finally kind of noticed myself doing it. And I was just like, but this, you, this is a completely different set of circumstances. You don't need to do this shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of notice it. And I actually brought it up with the person that I was going to have the argument with. And it was just like, oh, I noticed this. And I was, I was actually going to like, 
yeah, bring yeah. this up later on and I'm actually kind of like outside of myself now looking in it's just like there's why, really why do I want to do that yeah, why did I want to do that exactly kind of? there's really no and it's like I'm not jockeying for position with people anymore like I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's not the life that you live now you, well, that's just, what I think is the thing with I think I mentioned before kind of instead of arguing the argument people argue against the person yeah, and it just becomes a whole different thing. And I, I've tried different types of meditation very briefly, but a whole different ones. I remember, I think I went through one of them on the podcast when I went to a uh, when I when I might have, when I started looking for depression, uh, looking to cure my depression, and I was looking at some char- some government thing in 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 the city, and they. <laughs> They gave us mindfulness, like, group thing. Mm. And uh, just because I want to figure out what what you mean by mindfulness, but the mindfulness that they had was basically to don't rush over an experience. So kind of focus on what's happening now and explore it as much as you can. And their exercise was eat a fucking biscuit and just be aware of the biscuit when you're eating it and i'm just like well i'm diabetic like well you, you have to have a biscuit if you want to you, you want to be depressed or do you want to be diabetic <laughs> so i can't do anything like all these people are just sat in a room with people just eating a biscuit yeah and like going oh isn't it wonderful you know you don't really take the time to admire a biscuit and yeah. it's just kind of like yeah but that's gonna that gives me blood clots so i don't <laughs> I, all i'm thinking of is my inevitable death when I'm yeah. trying to alleviate this kind of thing. So there was that kind of mindfulness. And then I did, um, I did like a, a small, I think for like a month or two, I went to like, I had a therapist a while ago who was also, who also did meditation stuff. And that was largely being mindful of your breathing. Yeah. So that was base the, the aim of that meditation, which I, I, I see is different to mindfulness was to, um, clear your mind completely. Mm. So it would be to sit and just focus on your breath and like start counting. Um, yeah. when you, and, and as soon as you realize you're not focusing on counting, start, stop and start bring it back. Yeah. And yeah, it is, it is, it is yeah, it, it is pretty much that exact exercise, but they, it's, um, it, it's framed as mindful still because you are being fully aware of when you're drawn away from your breathing and you, and that's, mm. and at that point you have to draw it back. And you're also, um, not concentrating on sounds, but again, being aware of them when they're, when they're around you. Cause essentially the whole thing is just, it's just lying down, eyes closed and, and yeah, breathing. yeah, yeah. And you Sounds start so. the exercise with like a, 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 they call it like a body scan. Yeah. Where you're aware of yourself from head to toe. You concentrate on your head to your chest, to your arms, to your stomach, to your, uh, yeah. like, and just, and just straight, like all the way down and kind of back up again. And, um, yeah, and I guess if if you're if, if you if you like post workout or something like that, you're noticing particular like muscle soreness, and you're not mm-hmm. you're you're bringing your mind away from trying to solve the problem as a and and just instead putting it in a state where it's just aware of it, and in that sense, it separates you from the pain that you're experiencing or mm. something, and you're just kind of it's like it's, I guess it's kind of trying to force yourself into an out of body experience. Well, I've always seen it as like kind of trying to clear your clear your conscious mind yeah right that, but like stop thinking about all this kind of random jargon in your head mm. just to empty that out so that you can try and communicate with your subconscious or connect with your subconscious yeah that's why it's like when I, whenever i did it and it was like concentrating your breathing if you start to experience some kind of animation or something like that um, animation some kind of vision or image that you see you can kind of go along with it mm. but um yeah as soon as you find yourself not focusing or not being mindful i guess yeah kind of move back bring it back and the images that i would get would be uh i'd find myself going like oh there's this weird image in my head of me um greeting my younger self and put like them pulling me up off the ground or something like that and you go oh you can read into that and see what you think 
but I think that definitely does have an effect on your um, uh, the clutter in your head. Mm. Like when it comes to arguments, the amount of times when people have arguments, like I say, they're not arguing the actual topic; they're arguing against someone else. Yeah. So they won't. They'll have an. They'll be irritated about something. And if you're irritated or if you're angry, I I, I believe that you just don't understand the situation or you haven't accepted the situation and and, the, and you haven't gotten to a point where you're able to go through that situation or go through those thoughts like i used to be angry at one direction yeah i used to hate them and i had no idea why and then i like sat set aside some time and thought about it, it was like oh i just don't like them because of this because of i feel it's very manufactured and it upsets and i i am i don't understand how people are so willing to take something and and channel something or connect with something just because someone's told them they have to yeah and if it wasn't one direction it would be someone else it would be anything so that's just part of the world and as soon as i was like oh that's just how normal people need to find some kind of channel it do i agree with it like i don't i don't think it's the right way to do something but that's maybe that's how other people need to do it and as soon as I i understood why i was upset about it you, you, there's no longer that irritability that oh don't talk to me about one direction you know there's yeah, no yeah, that yeah. that irritable that kind of thing in your head that makes you jump onto something yeah whereas if you just go like yeah i can i know and i understand and i accept how i feel about it yeah um let's talk about the talk about what you're talking about as yeah. opposed to something else i think a, a big difference that i've noticed is is purely in my concentration Mm. Uh, I've, I've started reading again in the last month, which I've, I've never been an avid reader at all. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I just kind of accepted at some point. It's just like, yeah, it's just not for me. It's just not something I, it's not a good way for me to take in information. It doesn't work for me. Um, when I, I think kind of analyzing it further, it's purely that like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not paying attention to what's on the page and my mind is just being drawn away to all of these countless different things because I'm just not used to having this focus. Mm. Um, and so for the it's first... quiet as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the first, like, two, two or three weeks, it was just kind of like... Um, just try, trying to kind of carve out this focus and, and to, to the point where now it's not completely effortless for me, but, like, I, I'm, I'm aware of when I'm... Um, not not when i'm not in i i would uh i, I would call like a lack of focus me not enjoying myself when actually mm-hmm. i was i was just being distracted so now it's just kind of being aware of the distractions and putting them aside to the point now where it's it's almost becoming kind of effortless yeah. it's becoming automatic um and it's yeah it's 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 been really it's been really good it's been it's, i think now i'm i've got to try and use it to kind of channel concentration into other areas of my mm-hmm. life so that's kind of the next step with it. Yeah. I think also with reading, like I was the same with podcasts. It took me a while to get into podcasts because I was like, just someone talking. Like, yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you know, but if you put it on in the car, it's like listening to the radio. Yeah. And then yeah. you find a podcast that you like or you mm. find a book or a, or or just a, a writer that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you sat down and tried to read, I don't know, Sheryl Crow's autobiography, yeah. you might be like, what? this doesn't interest me at all. <laughs> yeah. But if you sat down and read something that, oh, there's this writer that I like or some yeah. book about someone, read it and you get in. Like you're talking about like hardcore histories. Yeah. Like, yeah, finding something that you're actually interested in and kind of it becomes, you read faster than you speak so I think, yeah yeah it definitely reading is definitely that is another able thing to like, because i'm rhythm of. i would always i'm still like oh i don't really read but really most of the information i take in is 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 read but mm. it's just short form articles and stuff yeah, yeah um so it's just translating that to 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 a bigger piece of writing i guess yeah um 
And I, I think um, another thing is I, I switched off the majority of the notifications on my phone and on my iPad and everything like that because yeah. I, was, I was getting... I always have this obsession with like having a clean screen where you have none of the stupid little red bubbles with numbers and everything <laughs> all over it. And they're almost like red flags. It's like, look over here, look over here, look over here. And it's just trying to get rid of all that shit and be like, I, I, I really don't need to. <laughs> I really don't need to, but I have this compulsion with it because I've had a compulsion with it since I was a yeah, kid yeah, yeah. Of, of being on the internet and just getting these little dopamine hits by completing this, complete this, complete this with very little effort. And now it's trying to put um, get those dopamine hits with things that take bigger effort. So working out and yeah, meditating, yeah. things that take 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time rather than just a split second. Oh, that's better. Like, yeah. like it's, it's trying to translate everything to the long form now. Just to be critical, to give you an insight into how critical and hateful I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever we would go camping, you'd always be like, oh, it's so nice to be away from my phone. Yeah. And I always thought that's, you're just saying something that couples say. Yeah. Like you're just, you're just saying it because, oh, like, oh, isn't this lovely or something like that. And I'd be like, <laughs> I, I don't gather that with the phone, but my, I've got like 3000 emails that have just got like that red thing on my phone, <laughs> WhatsApp just... things, calls, voicemails. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. I do, like, I, have, I have no, the same way I don't clean vomit out of my car. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read emails like your bills are due. Sleep uh, <laughs> that alone. Yeah. So yeah, if you, if there's like a, st- a level of stress associated with, yeah, or a, not, not stress, but if there's a level of uh, responsibility, I guess that you've mm. attached to your phone, then yeah, that might make a bit more sense. But I would never, it, it, I don't understand why it took me so long to connect that dot of being like, oh, I'm so glad to be away from my phone. And then as soon as we're done, go right back to my phone. Like yeah. as soon as we get home, everything's packed away. And now back into the rhythm of doing all of this shit that doesn't need to be done again. But, but yeah, and, but it's not just the phone. It feels like it's your, you, you feel the need to clean your phone, I guess, yeah. is all the time. Yeah. And then your phone's getting all dirty and well, the messages and yeah. <laughs> loved ones sending you birthday wishes. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah, fair. So yeah, I, I, I've always thought meditation is a good way to go. Mm. It always feels, uh, yeah, there's, but it, the way you say that it's, you know, the community of it and the, the stereotypes of it all, I think it's just more and more to realize that there's loads, 90% of people out there are going to do things, are going to be doing things for the wrong reasons yeah. and doing them for peer pressure reasons or to try and transmit that they're a certain type of person. You'd be like, all right, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take that and I'm going to make it work for me. Yeah. You know, the same way that there's there's loads of wood out there and there's loads of carpenters, but if no carpenter can build the table that you want, you can just get some wood and build your own table. You know, you don't have to <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. support local shops. It's like, yeah, but if your local shop is shit. Yeah. And it doesn't like, yeah, oh, I support local shops as well, but I've also I'll I'll make it myself. I'll yeah. figure it out to my own kind of specification. It's it's I think it's it was just kind of stripping it down to the bare essential of it. Like uh, uh, people take this spiritual side of it as though um, that it's the whole package that matters. Mm. Like, um, like if, so- if someone told you that the, like you could only get fit through dancing or something, yeah, yeah. you're learning all of these complex movements and everything like that. And there's this guy who your neighbor is just as fit as you after you've done all of this shit and all he does is jog. Yeah, like yeah. it's you, you. It's it's taking a very um, stripped down path and achieving the same goals. Mm. Um, and I, I think that yeah, that the, the whole spiritual side of it for me is what needs to be stripped away from it. Yeah, it's yeah. For me, buying in. Yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of have your pre precognitions. Yeah, pre, what you, when you when you prejudge something, prejudice. 
Yeah. Maybe. I'm not prejudiced. Prejudice cognitive. sounds wrong. Is it cognitive dissonance? Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. That's um, what the T-1000 had in his head, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, a, it was a CPU neural net processor, a learning computer. I am very zen. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back into the past to meditate more. <laughs> I meditate for a thousand years. <laughs> I meditated, I meditated so much I turned into liquid metal. <laughs> uh, he's done a, he did a new doc. Oh, he was in a new documentary. This, this Eddie Hall guy is, I think he's I like campaigning. Eddie Hall. Yeah. You like him? Yeah, yeah. What do you like about him? Um, I, I think it's, to be honest, it's just, it's just his attitude and his personality. It's the, it's the same thing. Uh, I, I got the same from Conor McGregor and I, th- the same with Eddie Hall is that like, it's these big personalities around what they do. And I was just like, I fucking hate this person. Just do your fucking job. <laughs> and I had the same thing for ages with Floyd Mayweather as well. And kind of getting behind what they're actually doing is like, they're, they're just salesmen. Mm. Like when you actually see them for the person that they are, they're incredibly skilled at what they do, but all of this bluster around it, they need to sell it. They they need to make their money and this is how they do it. It's the attitude that they bring to it. Um, I think it's also, as well as they're selling it to other people, they're selling it more to themselves Yeah, as well. I mean, like uh, there's, there's a few different ways of phrasing it. Like in the gym, they say you have to believe you can lift something before you can lift it. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people kind of, if they're bench pressing, they go up to about a hundred kilos and they can't yeah. get over it because that's such a big number to them. Yeah. But for me, it's always been better ways. And if you think negatively, like, uh, uh, the tightrope walkers, mm. uh, Darren Brown did an experiment with them. He says like, ask about what do they think about when they're walking? And he yeah. says, okay, just, just say to do it however how you would just i'm going to make it and all that kind of thing and now this time think i hope i don't fall yeah. and by having that little negative um thought going through their brain that has so many different ripple effects in your mm. body that they fell yeah um so it's if, if you have this kind of level of negativity like oh what's that i'm gonna i'm gonna fail there's no point in me doing this because i'm gonna suck yeah you know you just, it, it just it crumbles you so yeah. i believe the converse is if yeah. you believe that you can do something well, Which, that was that was an Eddie Hall thing. That was something that he said. Was, where I th- he's the he's. I don't know if he still holds it, but um, like sometime last year, he was he was holding the world's record for deadlifting. Yeah, I don't think anyone else even came close. So, like it was it was by a large margin. Mm. Um, and he when he was approaching the bar, he basically said, "I've I've lifted this weight a thousand times before." Mm. Mentally, I've I've done it one hundred percent a thousand times before. I just need to do it one more time. And, yeah. to, and like that's the attitude he had when he was approaching it to do it for the first time because it, it's it's doing the reps in your head as much as it is doing it in, in physicality it's like it's yeah it's that self-belief well it's just i think i think not enough value is placed on mental processing as no. a mental thought which no. is why as you said like meditation will probably end up being a little bit more mainstream like yeah. exercise and gym workouts and stuff like that is because it has such a large effect on everything and you can yeah. you can tell it from people like uh like i've been um streaming uh like games and stuff like that just again play around with broadcasting and video editing and stuff Mm. like that and the thing that i noticed from my performance style is the reason that i kind of got so energetic into performing was because i could kind of make that switch of of removing all self-consciousness all shame and just being like right if i'm going to do that i'll go in 100 percent and do it and you know it's in conversations and in broadcasts when people aren't sure about what they're talking about or they've got a little bit of insecurity that it just bleeds out like 
that's what you, you get it from stand-up as well because you immediately see someone on stage and if you sense that they're nervous or if you sense that they're a bit um, ashamed or something like that mm. it, it gets picked up on such a wide scale and i think it's not just because that's the thought that's going through your head it's because the ripple effects of it goes down to your body movements and you know the way that your facial expressions all this kind of stuff so yeah. i think if people can get a stronger hold of their mental process and their kind of yeah mental thinking mental sounds more yeah i always associate mentality with mental disorders but it's just the thought process mm. i guess it is and, and the, the attitude that you have attitude sounds right yeah yeah so yeah and i think that comes into everything you can go into a job interview i know so many people who i've, I've never been bad for a job unintentionally if there was a job that i wanted and i went in I, I was able to be at ease comfortable and conversive and talk to people and be able to and get the job fine because mm. they're like we can imagine hiring this person i can talk with this person yeah let's get this person on board whereas if you got someone who's a bit more in their own head too much or whatever so yeah yeah i think it's definitely something that i think people can definitely improve on and yeah meditation is definitely a cool way to get on with that uh, for me, I don't think I don't think it supports my number of resolutions last week. Um, but I think I'm going to uh, try and think. I still haven't worded it. It just came across it just as we were setting up. I just saw this mm. article, so it popped up. Um, but trying to be a bit more normal. <laughs> just, just, just. I st- I've, I've, I've veered down the 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 path of like how disgusting can I be? How nick can i be how violent can i be all these all these horrible things and i just find myself getting down this little hole and the hole's good i do believe that normal is boring i love the hole yeah it was great but i do believe that normal is boring and that you should focus on instead of trying to fit in or instead of trying to be normal just kind of normal whatever you you find yeah you feel normal is well this is the thing it's (laughs) it's just trying to make an effort to reconnect with society Mm. like because i think if 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 i sit down and talk with somebody conversely i can like yeah met with some people i hadn't seen in ages recently and was able to be like really comfortable and nice and conversational and social but there's there's a few other avenues where it's just like oh that's just a bit you need a bit of warning if you're going to walk into my car yeah you know because this is a little bit un un, it's a little bit nick it's just it works i don't care like i saw someone washing the outside of their car today Mm. i've never ever in my life considered doing that no because i don't care like what <laughs> what do you care if there's uh, some mud on your roof you go like there's this part, the same with the notifications on your phone it's like there's a little thing but I, this is because i don't have that connection yeah but i think that there's a lot of healthy stuff that can be had by embracing that kind of attitude yeah towards self-management uh, it, you should clean your like uh, what's it called um like good practices, I guess, like when yeah. you're growing up, like you should always open a door for a lady, that kind of thing. Mm. But more in terms of you should, you should always, uh, like you should never be in debt unless it's certain types of debt. You mm. should always clean. You should always go to the doctors. You should always have these kind of things. Yeah. There's just loads of them that I've just kind of felt is irrelevant. And I've just kind of put them aside like my car. So it's like, mm. oh, I should just start looking after my car. But another one of those is to be a bit more, um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know the word. I've always been open in terms of relationships. I've always been open to all experiences. Um, but I, I think I've been very, and I, I think I've been responsible in cutting off those relationships, mm. like bloody one night stands that have been like, this is a terrible experience. I don't think I should visit that again. Mm. I just think that 
I should try and make an effort to integrate more into society. I think is what I'm saying. Well, I think um, I, I I think it might just be a like a negative association with what normal is. I think um, a lot of people would say, "Well, like normal is what you talk about," as opposed to normal just being a willingness to talk. Well, I took, the most recent one I had was um, we were talking, and somebody in our group said that a male person in our group is starting to get broody, like they oh, yeah. weren't very, they didn't want kids at all. Mm. Like we're, I think they're about the same age as we are, like around thirty, and they're like, and he never wanted to have kids, and now he's starting to want to have kids, mm. and I was just like, oh, it feels like yeah. my my brain immediately went to he's being. Um, pressured into it by a partner or something like that and it's yeah. just like he feels obligated to do this and I was like no nah, just do you, if you want kids brilliant yeah. go have kids but if you don't want to have kids and then suddenly you do just investigate why because you might just have that switch that switch might just go on You'd be yeah. like oh that genetic thing's happened yeah. I now want to procreate I feel whatever. more strongly about it at some times than I do at others yeah, like, yeah. It, it does. It, it's definitely one of those things that comes in waves yeah but it's, it's that uh, feeling of, oh, are they trying to inter- uh, appear to be part of normal society mm. and then go down that route of like, <laughs> having kids is normal, don't have kids. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's that pressure of, I definitely feel that there's lots of, the mo- I, I feel that in society there is a pressure to cohese and have an average and kind of move towards the norm, have a clean car, have this, mm. have that. And it always feels weird when I see people moving towards it because in my mind it's it's only because they want to move towards it. They want to be part of the the the, the conclave or the part of the cult. Um but that's just nonsense. I mean it's just that's just my own th- um theories on people trying to change me, people trying to want me to act a certain way, me pretending yeah. to be one way just to appease others and then um doing my own thing on the yeah. side. Um so so it's all nonsense. Uh you should there there is a benefit towards being part of the normal culture. Just don't let it dominate you is kind of my new kind of thing. Yeah. But I saw this article just as we were going in. And it said, four simple resolutions to help you find love in 2018. Oh, no. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I re- yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be sensitive. Um, I'm, I'm a romantic guy. And I think in the past uh, couple of years, at least, I, I've been open to love, but I have not been looking for love yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and I think now I've gotten to a point where it's like all the ridiculously weird one night stands are kind of getting a bit like, all right, it's kind of, I'm a bit over that now. Yeah. Still fair enough. It's a good story. It's a bit of a laugh. It's an interesting thing, yeah. but I'm looking for something a little bit more now. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll be a bit more open to love. Uh, suggestion number one, these are four resolutions. So number mm-hmm. one is love yourself first. Right. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, I think this is targeted towards a certain uh, type of person. The same way that when I was trying to get, di- when I was getting diagnosed for depression, they were trying to diagnose me for anxiety. Yeah. So I've got no anxiety at all, but most people with anxiety have depression, but yeah. not everyone with depression has anxiety. So don't no. put, I'm not in that box. Yeah. Um, I love myself. I think I'm pretty, I'm, 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 I'm perfectly capable person. Um, so I don't have to change that, that, that to be fair. Um, but yeah, if you hate yourself, I've always, I've always looked at relationships as two individuals working together, not one individual carrying the other person. Mm. And that's because I've been in a lot of relationships where I've been the person carrying somebody else. Yeah. And I'm just tired. I can't do that anymore. Everybody needs a little help now and then, but if you need 100% dependence, mm. uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not an even relationship. So I've always seen myself as the better. 
Mm. Uh, so that's it. The second one is put down the flashlight and pick up a mirror. Well, that makes sense. Right. You know, just... Uh, Stay at home. Yeah, take your batteries out. <laughs> yeah. You know, have a mirror. Yep. Um, I think this is talking about having a little bit of vanity and a little bit of pride, I guess, in terms yeah. of your mirror. I've got pride. We've got a podcast that we've been doing for like a year. <laughs> like we just we just do because we have fun. Yeah. And uh, if I talk about the podcast, I like the podcast. So I think there's an element of pride. Uh, number three is put yourself in the best place to find love, which is kind of the main resolution of help you find love, right? Yeah. Go find some love. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking about like um, go on dating sites and stuff like that, which yeah. I think. I, I think dating sites are still okay. I think yeah. they probably still work. But if you're going to play it by the numbers, I think it's just not not really worth it. See, I I think I, I think kind of like real life association is kind of making a comeback. Like mm. in the same way, in the same way that people now buy vinyls again. Like <laughs> like it, it's people have. I think we are. We will always be drawn back to the analog. Like to the the face to face and to the real life to the material, uh, just because that's how we take things in, and we can't change that. We can't we we can't enter this point where we just where everything appears to us mentally. It always starts with the physical. Um, well, I think it's just it's a, it's a tool, and I think yeah. there it goes through waves. Like you say, like it goes through a point. Oh, this is the solution to like. Have you been in a bar and or I've been on a few blind dates and they haven't worked out? Look online. You can find the blonde thirty-two year old who's five foot nine. Yeah, and it's like if that's the criteria they're looking for, then dating sites are great. Yeah, but you because there's so many people. I think it's just for younger people. Yeah, and it's just for people who just want anything. Yeah, and I've I've never I've never really been that kind of guy. So I think it's just like I know the kind of personality that I like, and I know that that's not going to be easy to find online. So just ah, let's go and integrate. I've been thinking about <laughs> yeah, I started doing Tinder again, started dating again. Yeah. I was just like, this isn't really working. So I was like, well, how do I meet people? I work from home, so I thought I'd I'd join like St John's ambulance or something. Because then yeah. if I meet someone who's been in like a road traffic accident, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Yeah, did you come here often? I mean, what's, what's going on? <laughs> so you drive too fast. I can forgive that. <laughs> but yeah, just methods to kind of reintegrate into you, it, by by um, what's it called? Exiling yourself from society in some ways. Didn't do it to the extreme, but I feel myself kind of being like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay there. Um, you limit your exposure to reality, not reality, but to society. And I think by part of reintegrating into society a little bit. Mm. And just having the nice, like, corporate office morning conversations when yeah. you go, hi, Carol, how's it going? How was Christmas? I you just, know, that kind of thing. I, I think you're in a much better state to meet people when you're, when you're doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Rather than just talking about doing something you enjoy doing, which is all yeah, you ever do online. You could, yeah, yeah. like, no one's, no, no one's, um, on, like, plenty of fish being like, wow, I really enjoy being on the internet. Mm. like again it's just you. yeah if you read that if someone said that they love rock climbing then you'd have a much better time if you went rock climbing with them yeah basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fourth um is get used to highs and lows um so i guess it's like take the good with the bad when dating and stuff like that which yeah. is kind of yeah. like yeah that's yeah. life yeah isn't it? but yeah so with those four resolutions you know um love myself already doing it be proud of yourself yeah Put yourself in the best place to find love. I think number three is just the one with just like, ah, just reintegrate into society mm. a little bit more. Um, 
that wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but <laughs> it just became just a little bit of a, oh, this is kind of what's going on. Yeah. So on to some news story. You had the, sorry, you, you had the, the cleaning thing. I was reading an article this week that said um, that uh, cleaning is, is sort of proven to be very good for you mentally. Yeah. Like, and there's, there's, there's a reason why um, it's why Buddhists are so mentally strong. Like you can see it throughout their entire cultures of just about ridding yourself of clutter and unnecessary mm. things. And well, they're arguably the most mentally strong culture that's ever existed. Well, they say that what they say, I think of um, some comedians who are very into meditation stuff said that um, uh, laziness is a form of anger because yeah. it's frustration about not being able to do something, but to such an extreme that it's kind of prevented you physically from doing anything. Yeah. So um, that form of laziness gets like, think of it like a box of laziness. The more um, is how I stuff you have to do, yeah. the more <laughs> um, activities you have to do. So if your room's messy, you might, I, I, I'm not affected. I don't feel affected by having, being in a room full of clutter or a car full of vomit. Yeah. But <laughs> there's some reason. <laughs> but there's a, there is a thing in your subconscious that's going, you need to deal with that eventually. So let's yeah. pop that into the laziness box. And then that box gets bigger and it becomes more cluttered. And you go like, then you start to feel more lazy because you've got more things to be doing. Mm. But if you're more proactive and you put less things into that box, I mean, that guacamole I never cleaned up. That's on my staircase. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it just, uh, yeah, never really... Um... Did you mention that on the podcast, or were you just talking to us about that? I can't remember. I but... think you were just talking to us about that. Right, basically, yeah. I had my New Year's... Re- no, yeah, my New Year's resolution was to um, be clean. Yeah. Um, so clean my car of vomit, and uh, on New Year's Eve or something like that, I spilled mm. a tub of guacamole down my staircase. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. I don't have to deal with that until the New Year, because that's when my resolution's <laughs> yeah. coming. <laughs> so I just left a big part of guacamole yeah. on all of my staircase. I never that. cleaned it up. Right. Um, people uh, and no, nobody cleaned it up, but it got cleaned up somehow. And I think again, Probably the dog. my dog yeah. is leading the way in my <laughs> self development. <laughs> that uh, before I got the dog, and I was in the, the same clinic that was doing the mindfulness with the biscuit. Um, they said to give me one activity a day that would give me great pleasure, yeah. and me being the weird. And I don't want to be normal kind of mm. thing. I was like, I'll bring a rock and I'll move it from my outside to my kitchen. Yeah. And that'll be like, right, I've started the day when I've moved that rock because that rock's symbolic. And I just never did it because I didn't want to go outside. <laughs> um, when I first got the dog, the first thing she did was go outside, get a rock and bring it in. Yeah. So it's like, she's just like <laughs> yeah. looking. She's being a better me than me. <laughs> she cleans up everything in your house and deposits it all back into your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just tidying up because I'm not being lazy. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I didn't, I'm, I am getting that. I'm seeing an improvement, um, since the beginning of the month of like slowly few, uh, being m- more in control of my urges on a subconscious level, which has always been the big thing for me. Mm. Like with dieting, because uh, I've done so many different diets and so many different exercise regimes, it's always been easier when my subconscious has kind of led the way, where as soon as I make the decision right, I'm no longer going to eat i don't know uh, pringles yeah then i start to get a less of a yearning for pringles a lot, a lot of people like have the oh if it's forbidden fruit then that means i have to have it so mm. i've just never had that I was going, yeah. oh yeah no, no just have it. i mean i'm a diabetic who still 
participates in sugar from time to time because <laughs> fuck you yeah but it's not well, you, because it's forbidden you fruit you didn't drink on new year's eve because you were driving so you yeah. drank four energy drinks sugar-free energy drinks oh were they yeah they're all they were they're all sugar-free oh right but that was only because your fiance bought them yeah like your fiance was like i'll give you some money if you get me some sugar um any drinks you went sugar-free i was like i guess sure oh right and then they were all i didn't i missed but that. they were fine it was all yeah. fine yeah. um so yeah need to, yeah so reintegrating into society trying to clean there's a bit a bit of progress in my life yeah much like um this woman tanner uh the title of the article is woman who married herself cheated on herself a woman who married herself <laughs> <laughs> literally cheated on herself it may have been a fairy tale wedding she had a wedding <laughs> um, but Tanner admitted on this morning she came like oh, was she the bride of the group television like she was everything she, she was the buffet the dad was like well I'm not paying for this <laughs> get the other one to pay for it yeah. get, oh, get the in-laws that's me <laughs> oh no um, but Tanner admitted on this morning that perhaps she and herself didn't have a perfect relationship <laughs> yeah Tanner cheated on herself with Rurari Barrett a polyamorist I know that poly is multiple partners. Yes. And amorist is like a type of licorice. <laughs> no, absinthe. That's, no. no. Uh, oh, Amaretto. Um, aniseed. Aniseed. Polyaniseed. A polyamorist. I'm not sure what amorist. Maybe it's just a, a poly. I think it's poly, just, I think it's just polymorous with, person. Yeah, it's just people who have relationships with multiple partners. Right, yeah. They but turned openly. temporarily no. to monogamy whilst mm. dating Sophie. Uh, Sophie Tanner. So she started dating this person who is usually in multiple relationships, but went monogamous for her in a relationship that lasted five months. And then uh, the guy, Ruari Barrett, um, decided to marry himself. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. Everyone to their own. I still completely believe that. If you want to marry yourself, please go ahead and do it. But this is undoubtedly hilarious because <laughs> you've got someone who's married themselves, yeah. cheated on themselves with a partner. Yeah. That partner has then married themselves yeah. and broken up the relationship. <laughs> so he went from polyamorous to dating everybody to dating this woman to being like, no, nobody. I'm just going to, I'm just going to marry myself. <laughs> Darling, um, I have to leave you. There's somebody else. Yeah. Who is it? This guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm leaving you for me. Um, apparently, it might not require a divorce because, uh, yeah, they weren't married. You can't. They're married to yourself. You can't but officially they marry yourself, surely. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I now pronounce the you and you. Yeah. Well, what they've said about um, self-marriage, which is apparently is what this article is kind of highlighting, is the attitude of self-marriage. This is their statement. Self-marriage is about self-love. Oh, they read right. that article. It's purely a spiritual ceremony. Can't, there's not, there cannot Maybe. be official paperwork in that. Yeah. Well, you can't have tax benefits. No. Surely. Well, you uh, can't have kids. That's the only reason you have tax benefits. Because, we'll give you tax benefits if you reproduce. Well, because you're you're producing more people that that bring more money to society. Is, yeah. is the idea? That oh, was okay. the idea. I thought it was just Christianity. That was why they always promoted the nuclear family. It's like, well, eventually these two people will pay taxes, which brings us more money. So we'll give you a tax cut in the meantime while you're raising them. Right, fair enough. 
Um, it's saying that self-compassion and self-care is as important as romantic relationships. Again, they've read that article that I just read out. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean you're rejecting all other meaningful relationships in your life and becoming a nun. Does well, it that, not? Isn't, that, isn't that marriage? Is rejecting all other relationships? Well, if you're, if you're monogamous, standard, yes, it is. A standard relationship. Um, it means you're rejecting bad relationships. I don't think that's what I don't think that's you can just reject bad relationships yeah. without buying a ring and without getting down yourself. on one knee while the other yeah. half of you stands up and like that's it's really really hard to surprise yourself with like uh with a proposal there is a formal ceremony apparently um they're saying this is a statement which looks to raise the profile of self-love saying it's as important as romantic love and doing it as a formal ceremony as anyone else would have a wedding have your friends over to show you how much I love myself. A formal ceremony just means you wear a suit. Like it doesn't. Yeah, you just have friends around. Is it a christening? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like what's what's it after a christening? You have a christening and then you have a party. I was going to say the wake, but it's not the wake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, the holy water was a bit too deep. <laughs> Marrying yourself is a lifelong commitment. Well, probably uh, to be responsible for your own happiness. So divorce is not an option. So once you marry yourself, it's You're ironclad. Stuck with you forever. <laughs> Who'd have thought? But you can't. Yeah. So it, 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 all it is is saying that you should love yourself and you should yeah. reject bad relationships. Yeah. You don't need to go around saying you've married yourself. <laughs> like if someone asks you if you're single, well, you, oh, well with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you single? <laughs> Do yeah. you have a wife? Well, the old me is I dead. am my wife. So you're widowed. <laughs> <laughs> But then if you had a split personality, I think you should probably be able to marry yourself. No, because you can't be there for each other. You can. You can't. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about, no, but, but you, you can. You're never both in a room at the same time. You are, just one's not talking. I don't know. It probably depends on the different type. Well, that's way above my education. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Schizophrenics. They're all in the same room. Yeah. It's, all, it's all fine. Uh, so, yeah. Would you, well, you're not, like, would you marry yourself before you married another? Uh, no. It would, it, I mean, what is it? You used to be able to, like, buy a star for, like, 20 quid and yeah. be like, I own a star. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Oh, my star got hit by a planet or something. <laughs> oh, I'm too sad. It's this, if it's that level of ceremony where you How just give... How would you be if you bought a star and it imploded? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> One less light in the sky. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't like me. <laughs> this is your new owner. Hey, hey. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm going to implode. <laughs> kind of idiot marries himself. <laughs> yeah, if it is just lit- yeah, I think it's just a say. Se- if if it is a formal ceremony, mm. then how much attention do you need? Is I guess the feeling. Like, do you know how <laughs> awkward it is to organise a wedding? It's getting like, like a hun- say a hundred people yeah. together in a church. On a specific day of the year when everyone's available, you have to do yeah. it months in advance. Most yeah. people hate going to weddings. Yeah, I know I'm going to hate going to yours. I think, like, I think, I don't, <laughs> not really. I, I just, just wanted to see if that. Had enough. I just just skipped over. Um, <laughs> the like a, a a wedding between a couple, like a lot of the t- like me and Vic's like are in no kind of um, funniness. Like it's it's for it's for both of us, and and like there's an attitude that. Some people have just like your your job as a groom is to sit there and shut up, and this day is all about her. 
Like, yeah. and, and I, th- because she's been dreaming about just did you with a little girl and all of that <laughs> shit as though men can't enjoy marriage in some way. But like, like it's no, the, 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 the day is ours. If you're getting married to yourself, like there yeah. is, it's all about you. Like there, and there's no question about that because you're the only one there. So you yeah, are, you, you know, it screams at me that there are people who have, you are, you are standing in front of all of your friends and family going me, <laughs> me, everybody. Well, me. Like, have you ever met someone who, who like their parents really overdid it when they were kid for their birthday? Yeah. Like yeah. there's a scene in a peep show episode where Sophie has a birthday and she's given a princess hat and they play a song and everybody sings as she comes down the stairs and like it's it's a pretty funny scene, yeah. But yeah. there are people who have had that upbringing, who have had that level of attention, for where just... like when they're six, they or, or Christmas, like you ever seen a yeah. kid like people who can't handle things not going their way, yeah. It means that where they've been when they've been brought up, everything's been the way that they wanted it to. So this been yeah. sport rotten, yeah. And then if they haven't, if they then reach the age of 30 and they haven't got a husband or a, or a, or a wife yet, yeah. and they're used to that level of perfection and attention and that level's fading, oh, yeah, well, I am getting married, actually. I'm actually getting married to a lovely person. It's actually me. Yeah. Okay, darling. All right. If that's what you want, <laughs> yeah. then I guess we'll throw away a bunch more money just to make you feel valued. Yeah. You know, it's that's what that's what it screams to me is that level of... Like, you just want that attention. You can just yeah. say that you're married. You can just not get in bad relationships. You don't need to marry yourself to no, do that. No, And also, I'd, I I would separate this from, like, this is different than um, trying to find yourself and and fall in love with yourself. Like, I think mm. it's, it's, it, this is, this whole marrying yourself thing seems just about vanity to me. It does, yeah. That doesn't feel like anything else, it's just, but it's, it's not the same as some, as, as someone saying that like, you need to, you, you need to find yourself and, and be in love well, with yourself and love yourself. That it's like, a marriage. That's different. That's a healthy thing. Yeah. Um, but like being, the, needing a ceremony for it, it's like, yeah. it completely reframes the whole thing. Well, just being that insecure about marriage, the fact that it's called a marriage means you must just be so insecure about getting married yeah. or not being married yet that you need to be married technically. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you need to be married by the time you're 30. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Oh yeah, but, but I am. I'm just married to myself. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it just feels, yeah, it feels very vain. On that topic, have you heard about a trend? Well, there's a trend in Asia that's been going on for quite a while that's been a little bit weird, but it's gotten a little bit more weird. <laughs> um, Thailand's public health ministry has issued a warning over a new trend of penis whitening, which has been linked <laughs> to the country's association of paleness with success. What? So, yeah, I've, I've seen these doctors. I don't know how legit they are, but there's a bunch of countries that bleach their skin, like Asian countries that bleach like, their skin like to Michael appear Jackson. whiter. Yeah, can't, well, yeah, I think Michael Jackson was like, coincidentally, his skin just stopped producing pigment or whatever. Did it? But I think so. I think he, I think it was a disease from the little that I remember about uh, documentaries no at the time. But these, yeah, there's people who bleach their skin because they feel that paleness is a um, symbol of success. Yeah. And apparently in Thailand, um, it's a big thing. Oh, yeah. So skin whitening is popular across Southeast Asia as darker skin is associated with outdoor labor and yeah. being poor. Asians in general, I think it's I think it's Koreans have a really, I would say unhealthy obsession with white culture. Like they, uh, all of like um, they they like they, they'll have like their eyes widened yeah. and 
um, and and, and uh, they'll have implants and and everything to make them more curvy or just just to to, to dis- disassociate their body with what it is to be Asian to be Korean yeah. like the, like and it's it's all very much a physical thing as opposed to like a mental thing like it's, yeah yeah it's it, okay. yeah it's and I don't know if that spreads throughout Asia I guess in this instance it does I guess it's it's this might be the similar thing in Thailand as well yeah and then, then apparently it's gone a different a completely different ethnicity with what it is to be attractive, which is yeah, yeah. Well, weird. not even just attractive, but successful. Yeah, is the word that's used, which yeah. then obviously leads to attraction. Yeah. I guess is what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's gone from being like do your arms and your face and stuff to don't forget your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Health officials have urged people to rethink undergoing the procedure, which can lead to scarring, inflammation, and spots. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be white, but now I'm a leopard. Yeah. <laughs> Snow leopard? <laughs> uh, penis laser whitening. Laser whitening? <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot a laser down your dick. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm all for going, you know, exiling away from normal yeah. society, but don't laser your dick. <laughs> Guys to be standing successful. behind a screen with goggles on and you're sitting there with like a full face mask and one of those full surgical length towels but crutchless looking jealously at a sheet of paper <laughs> I wish I was as pale as you yeah um, it's not necessary it wastes money and it gives more negative effects than positive ones well yeah <laughs> like <laughs> apparently a hundred men on average visit the uh, the hospital each month for the procedure like a hundred guys walk, and you'd hope they'd be different. Because would your your skin changes pigment, right? I mean, if you go, if you're ne- if you're on a nude beach, that paleness might fade, fade, darken, well, bruise. Th- I, I don't, don't know. know what it's doing. Yeah, I think it's just it's just burning you, burning but it away. Can't, it can't burn it to a white. The only thing Isn't I can what think bleach is it's, does? it's affecting the the <laughs> melatonin levels in your skin, Maybe. which means if you go, to, like, I think it would remove your ability to tan. But if you bleach your hair... Because that's what changes when you get a tan. Like, you get higher levels of melatonin. But if you bleach your hair, it goes white. Yes. That's burning it in some way, isn't it? Yeah, you're stripping yeah. the outer layers. So you, all hair is white? So maybe that's... maybe Yeah, maybe all skin is bright white. I don't know. Well, skin... Doubt it. Yeah, because um, the the difference between black skin and white skin is purely the level of melatonin in it. Yeah, as if you if you strip away all the levels of melatonin, it it goes paler and paler and paler, and eventually, as far as I'm aware, it just go it'll just go translucent. <laughs> I want to be invisible. <laughs> that's the most successful. But yeah, each to their own. But it just feels like that's a pretty big extreme. Well, yeah, it's like uh, it's that's just insane. it's weird. The goals, the objectives. The yeah. barriers that people put up in their lives to have to overcome. Well, it's really... Like, my life is perfect, but it would be better if I lasered my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's holding me back. Well, I think we've always... We, we've There's this big thing, particularly in the female community, but really it stretches men as well, of body confidence and what and what the ideal body is and everything like that. Um, and I think now it's just associated with fitness and carrying less fat in general. I, I mean, it, obviously, 
the shape of you naturally has a kind of a lot to do with it, and some people don't like features of themselves, but that's kind of natural. Yeah, but there's people like don't date short people or don't yeah. date Asian people or only date Filipino people. Right, but on the whole, the changes that we want to make to ourselves are achieved through lifestyle, not. through impossible means like if surgery didn't exist we would still be able to make the changes we want to make to ourselves Mm. whereas this seems to be an entire culture that's gone completely with artificiality like with things that are impossible without technology well it's just well you could probably sand your skin white you can't sand away a chemical like bet you can (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe scarring. I guess you could. I guess mm. scarring is pale. Scar- scarring creates yeah. lightness. It's just the that's the thing. Like you know how like some people are like right. I need to turn my life around. I need to get in shape. I need to start doing this. I need to mm. start doing this more. Like I need and I, 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 I need I need to laser my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it's when when does that hurdle come in and how high is it? Because that's one. That, I don't think that's something you go into. On well, you probably do go into it on impulse. To be fair, let's just <laughs> let's be white. I can't imagine doing it any other way. It would have to be <laughs> impulsive. Yeah, like, but how much do you think that's going to change your life? But it's another culture, I guess. Yeah, it's just, yeah we just can't. But relate. it's also Maybe like it's different. that. Alter- it, it it's a it's it's like a microclimate because it alters what was your the, perception. What, yeah. It alters the perception that people have of you, but only within your culture. If you go out into our culture where everybody's already white, you either kind of fit in or everybody thinks you're fucking weird. Well, what's that? There was an American thing about chins, like a bum chin. Yeah. Where you got a chin, which is just yeah. like a flat uh, it's chin. A, it's a cleft chin. I've got a cleft chin. Right, where it's got yeah. like a butt, like, little yeah, bump. Got, yeah. Yeah, there was like, I think, I can't, I, I don't know what sitcom I'm recording this from, mm. but there was some kind of stuff where people were getting plastic surgery to have different chins. <laughs> like ass implants in their chin. Like, yeah, something yeah. like that. And it was just like, why do people strive? I guess it's a similar thing. Some people think that chin is a better type of chin. Yeah. But who cares? I can just say who cares, but mm. I guess some people think that if I had that chin, my life would be different. Yeah. Just like some people, if I was blonde, if I had hair, if I was this, then everything would be different. It just seems like it's one extreme to dye your hair. It's another one to laser yourself. Yeah. In your, to dye your dick. Yeah. Around a very important part of your body, I guess. Yeah. That's, it seems like a, it seems like a big deal and it feels like it's being treated like an everyday thing. Yeah. But it's another culture. So let's not be insensitive. Speaking, I'm, I'm my segues. Yeah. My segues are going really well. I, I need to work on mine. I just don't. I just feel like, and the next thing. Yeah, speaking of not being sensitive, yeah. um, the British Army is set to drop its long tradition of addressing officers on the phone as sir. Okay. Because it's outdated and sexist, and it causes offence. Um, right. So, yeah, because people think that the only reason yes sir is used in the army is because there was a time when all people in the army were men and therefore they said yes sir now i I don't know if you know but it's okay for women to be in the army so why should we be calling people sir (laughs) it's like well it's like how how unoffensive do you want an invading force to be well i mean i don't is is the is it a guy on the other end of the phone uh this is uh that was the natural greeting like uh right uh uh, yes sir would be like you answer the phone yes sir yeah 
and they'd be like, hang on, what if I'm not a sir? What if I don't identify as a sir or a mom? Because mom right. has also been removed. Oh. Um, they're saying now... <laughs> it's just the image I have in my head, right? <clears throat> um, now the um, introduction should be, hello, private first class, how can I help? <laughs> like you work in a fucking... <laughs> Like well, you're phoning up insurance. Yeah, like hi, uh, we we need a we need an airstrike. Okay, and <laughs> when would you like that delivered? <laughs> um, this move has come at a time when the military has been accused of caving into political correctness, um, because apparently last yeah last month the army was meant to drop the "Be the Best" slogan. That was their slogan for recruitment: is "Be the best." Uh, that's elitist. Oh fuck off. <laughs> What do you well, want to be? Well, oh, you're was, going to you're yes, going it into is. faraway the nations. <laughs> yeah, you're going into faraway countries into like not unexplored lands, but just into environments that we're just not created for. Like it's just not made for us, and we um, we need incredible mental and physical strength in order to get through these things. And you're saying like, oh, you just need to be all right. Well, just like, well, yeah. What do you want? You like, I think no. You I do think need people to be have the best. a weird view of the military anyway. Yeah. But what do you, if say you thought the military was important? Do you want your military to be the best they can be, or just be all right? Yeah. You, but no, because you want you want to defend yourself. You want to be protected. You want to be able to protect people who need protection. It's not just that. But any job, any yeah. job, you're you 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 are picked for the job because your boss believes that you would be the best <laughs> for it. Of the people he's seen. I don't think that the military is going to be a 100% equal opportunities employer. Just no. as I believe that probably everywhere is never going to be 100% equal opportunities employer. There's no such thing. Because there are things that you'll need to do for the job. And if you can't do it for that job, yeah. then you are ineligible yeah. to apply. A three-year-old all, cannot be a bank manager. All any, Yeah, all anyone should be concerned with for any position is hiring the person who is who best fits it. Yeah. Like... Through, and if you if you want to go like equal opportunities and everything like that, then don't have a face to face interview. Mm. Just do it over the phone, or in some way that that that, that is uh, that that you cannot identify them at all. And I and still ninety nine percent of the time you will just pull people um, you, into 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 employ who suit who who, who fits the same social mold as everybody in your area because that's who you're employing from, like. Uh, if 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 the majority of the people in your area are white, the majority of your employees will be white. Yeah, and the same if if the majority of the people in your area are black. Just to remove just to remove the the the, the race from it. I was watching Jack D recently. He says, yeah, like the average response time from for an ambulance call from your house is twenty minutes. Yeah, because you live twenty minutes away. Yeah, like it's just. <laughs> What do you want? What, 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 what do you want? You want it to yeah. get there faster than it can happen? Like, no. Yeah. It's just, this This is how it's kind of structured. Yeah. And the military has also been um, uh, t- uh, told to use gender-neutral terms instead of words like mankind or manpower. And I, I, th- I think, one, I think the military is an exception. Yeah. Because they can, if you're in the military and you're, you can be put in some incredibly stressful situations. And then to be told that if you say it, if you, what, there was a thing on, um, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip where uh, a newscaster was doing a live report from a war scene. It's all, it's a, it's just a yeah. TV show. Aaron yeah. Sorkin, I think. Yeah. Um, and a grenade went off next to him and mm. he said a swear word. 
and yeah. people were trying to get this guy fired and get the network pulled out. And it's yeah. a very believable story because it's yeah. pretty much the same thing here. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, no, it's a that's a different situation. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're able to get away with other things. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to recognize that this is all about being polite. Yeah. And yes, you should always endeavor to be polite and respectful. That should be what you should aim towards. But you should also yeah. recognize that there are some times where you it is incredibly difficult to be polite or respectful yeah. and understandable why you shouldn't be polite or yeah. respectful. And it's not... Also, like, people take offense from these things and it's like... It's, it's, to me, it's, it's as offensive that you are offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that situation. Because it is not your place to feel anything. Other than other than sorrow and pity that that this man's had to go through this, well, Dave Chappelle, who they have brought up a few times, I think, over the year or so, um, said something interesting in one of his newest specials. He said, um, "We used to, well, he said, the, I think he said this sentence: we used to support the strong and forgive the weak." Yeah. So if you were, you know, that, that's how society would, would go about Martin Luther King. Mm. You would support him because he is strong and he is fighting for what you believe in. Yeah. You support that person. And if there are other politicians who are unable to, um, take the stance that Martin Luther King did, you would forgive them and be like, mm. it's difficult and everybody's weak. Some and your weakness is forgiven because yeah. of difficult circumstances. But I think now it's, it's just completely reversed. Like now we are supporting the weak. And we're trying to weaken the strong because we feel like there shouldn't be anybody who's stronger than anybody else. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fact. It is a fact of life that some people are stronger than others. Mm. And in every single community, no matter how small you go, there will always be strong people and weak people. Yeah. But I think people have gotten so focused on we should be helping the weak. um, And we shouldn't be helping the strong because the strong can look after themselves. Yeah. It just it it changes the direction of of of, of, of all good natured kind of ideals. It becomes like no, now it's about criticizing the strong. Uh, anybody who's got a, a level of power in their um, occupation is now treated as a threat. Yeah, like oh, the, the, he's my boss. I had to do it. It's like no, you don't. You're able to do anything you want on your own. If you if you are weak in that situation, it's forgivable. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't support somebody who's fighting for what you believe in. No. Or is trying to, or is giving you an income or is, you know, there should be some level of support given to that. And it just gets warped when it becomes, yeah, the the focus seems to be focus on the weak and making the weak not feel weak whilst maintaining their weakness. If yeah. you are offended, if you're offended because somebody phones you and says, sir, or says something like that then okay but forgive that person yeah. because they didn't mean to they're not if they're not doing it to immediately insult you or to hurt you then don't just assume that that person is you know just forgive them for doing that instead of trying to attack them instead of trying to change the world so that you your weakness isn't exposed just be like no recognize your own weaknesses learn how to strengthen those weaknesses and still support the people who are strong who are fighting for you it seems it seems like this is a yeah. weird change of direction that the kind of that is what people seem to be doing at the moment. Yeah, and it seemed to be in, in this situation. I mean, this is what is important for some people at the moment. Yeah, is in the military. What pronouns are they using when they're 
you know, getting people who are burning alive in oil fires and stuff like mm. that. You know, what, what these firefighters, what are they doing when they're in this build, burning building? So they're using the proper proper words. They have to use the right words. It's like, no, just you're irrelevant right now and you need to accept that. Right now, there's someone fighting a fire and you're on the side of the fire asking them what pronouns they're using. Mm. It's like, no, let them do what they do. Help them do what they're doing. And then, you know, don't, it's not about you. Yeah. Not, not everything is about you. Yeah. And you should recognize your own weaknesses and strengthen, and, and strengthen those weaknesses mm. instead of avoiding dealing with your weakness. I think it's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to say. Um, speaking about weaknesses, no, <laughs> I haven't got a good segue for this one. It just kind of <laughs> just happens. Um, a vegan chef, author, and motivational speaker has been charged with murdering his wife and their two children on Christmas Day. Oh. Following a nighttime shootout with police. Now, it's a bit of a toe in the water moment. Yeah. I just like a few little moments of it. Number one, they really stress that he's a vegan chef. <laughs> so I find that kind of interesting. They bring it up several times in the article that, by yeah. the way, he's a vegan, <laughs> suggesting that somehow veganism leads to, fat, <laughs> to domestic murder. Yeah. He's a vegan. <laughs> oh, of course he was. Oh, what do you expect? <laughs> vegan. <laughs> Um, so he shot his wife and their two children, and he was also charged with multiple counts of aggravated assault and assault against a police officer. Always goes two ways with vegans. They're either really preachy about it, or they kill their whole family. <laughs> but just that, like, I, I find it interesting that he's also charged with aggravated assault and assault. It's like, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. but he's murdered three people, Can including two kids. That? Yeah, just yeah. that's what he's been charged with. No, and, and he kicked over a bin. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, maybe he did, but... He, don't, don't have to. Admittedly, he shot at police, so it's kind of like it's a big deal. So the policeman wasn't right. was injured by shrapnel, yeah, but no, no, no other fatalities. They have to charge for everything, don't they? Yeah, but and it, see, it makes sense. It just feels yeah. weird. Maybe it's just in the wording of the article. It feels weird, and also, well, I think he's charged you, with this. It's like I don't. If you killed a bunch thing. of people and then sped off and broke the speed limit, yeah, and then probably loitered somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure they'd charge you. <laughs> For for the, like oh he killed all these people yeah but what about the loitering? <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Ross is a vegan cook, vegan again, author <laughs> and motivational speaker who promotes a plant based lifestyle. Well, that's what vegan people do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's a vegan, and by the way, he's a vegan. <laughs> Uh, he also is, is motivational speaker is, uh, using his middle name. He claims to have lost about 100 kilograms in weight after cutting out Jesus. meat and dairy products. And went insane. So it's, what they do? Not- they try to sell like his product? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, judge me and convict me. But, you know, yeah. put me put a little buzz about yeah. my brain. But you can't argue these results. <laughs> yeah. On Christmas Day, hours before the shooting, he posted a video of himself singing Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. With his son, filmed yeah. the day before. Uh, Mary Wogus, Iris Ross's sister, um, which I think is his sister-in-law, I yeah. think, said she received a text about 2.50pm, two messages. The first one said, I just killed Iris and the kids. <laughs> well, I don't want to boast, but uh, <laughs> I've just killed my wife and kids. <laughs> and the second message was, with a gun. <laughs> so Just in case not, you didn't <laughs> Not a lettuce. <laughs> not meat yeah. no dairy products were used yeah I killed them with a gun like oh okay fair enough yeah what was it greased with greased with was the gun greased with animal products <laughs> you fucking disgusting bastard <laughs> um this next article was an old one um, that I found it was around New Year's Eve 
because it's trying to make warnings about New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it ties in with an old article that we found, in a way. Um, a father has been found dead after climbing into a bin. And mm. he was a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> the body of a father of one was found in a recycling plant after he went missing following a Christmas night out. This is a different person who was killed in a crusher. Mm. Jay McLaren, 28. Well, with a name like McLaren, you're going to get recycled. Uh, did... <laughs> 28 didn't arrive home after going out with friends before christmas and his disappearance was reported to the police officers found his body in a recycling plant and believe he climbed into a bin after a night out and died he climbed into a bin they took that bin to a recycling plant (laughs) and then he got killed in the recycling process when did he wake up did not wake up until he was falling out of the bin. Like, oh, oh god! Yeah, well, like, I guess. Or did they kill him die. in the truck? Like, did it empty him yeah. into the truck and then he was killed there? And well, there's like a crusher thing in the plant? truck, isn't there? Yeah. So, like, he could yes. have died in there, but he could have been passed out. Although I know people who've been blackout drunk that have slept through way more than you would expect and been carried away, smashed their head in a car door, oh. still asleep. Jesus. So, yeah, having your leg amputated by a crusher, maybe. <sighs> Because, yeah, you would have thought there'd be some kind of human interaction when taking the dump truck to the tip or the recycling yeah. plant where there'd be someone like bang, bang, bang on the door or something like that. You'd hear something. So yeah. either he was still passed out when he got lowered into the furnace or whatever, or the crusher or whatever. Or... Yeah, see... it's a pretty, it's just another pretty rough way to go. When I... you're drinking, don't go in a bin. No. <laughs> I would have thought, and maybe this is just kind of i think maybe this is just hindsight but i would have thought there would have been some kind of precaution in place for these guys to check the bin before they throw it in the back of the truck just a quick lift of the lid maybe maybe but i forgive them if they didn't oh no 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 that's the thing i'm not i'm not putting it on them it's like even if that was a procedure i just would have thought that was a thing check it all the time yeah "Eh, just not do it like yeah how often do you put someone in, how, do, how often does someone willingly get in a bin? Well, or a body that, get in a like bin? It's like wildlife, raccoons and things like that. Like in, in America, like. Yeah. Bears. 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 <laughs> yeah, and fine. to be fair, I, I, I was picturing a wheelie bin. Yeah, I was. But I would be surprised if you would fall asleep in a wheelie bin. Because it's so upright. Oh, you mean like a dumpster? Like a big. Yeah, like maybe go into a thing. dumpster. Yeah. This was in the UK, I believe. Um, I haven't really seen that many dumps. I mean, by restaurants and stuff like that. So maybe it's just so weird. Like I've never been. I've I've walked home pretty drunk before when I was living away from home, mm. and like I've never been like, oh, I'm too tired. I'm just gonna get in the bin. Yeah. Like, but then you, you get like drunk and you're not hallucinating, but you're unaware of your surroundings. Maybe you thought it's something else. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like you would have thought he would have woken up at some point and maybe he did, unfortunately. Oof. Anyway, uh, his family are now being supported by specialist officers, hmm. special bin death officers. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's probably fine yeah. until the end or something. And wish to send a message to drinkers and party goers to say, stay safe on a night out, particularly on New Year's. <laughs> Don't get in a bin. You might get taken to the dump and die. Yeah. They're urging people to stay together and keep an eye out for friends. Check the bins for your friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sesame Street. <laughs> okay, cool. This is the, the last one for me. 
Um, a man who stole a boat and marooned himself on a fountain in the middle of a lake after taking MDMA suggested he did so because the swans won't judge him. <laughs> <laughs> this was in uh, Orlando, Florida. Um, Carl Thurston took a swan-shaped pedalo out on Lake Eola in the middle of the night, reaching the fountain when he got off the vessel and didn't tie it up. The boat floated off, leaving the 36-year-old stranded on the tiny island. He began screaming for help, and after the authorities were alerted, he was eventually rescued at about 4am. <laughs> Wearing a life vest he had found on the boat, Mr. Thurston proceeded to explain to rescuers, oh, I've been taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> According to the Orlando City Police report, before Thurston was transported to hospital, he explained he ingested a large quantity of MDMA and wanted to be with the swans because they didn't judge him. Um, charges against Mr. Thurston are pending. Yeah, which I find funny because <laughs> how can a judge judge them when the swans wouldn't have judged him? <laughs> just, again, there's something, something about fuck you all. I'm out. That I, I just love it in every way. There was what that guy who just went and lived in the woods for six years and didn't tell his family. <laughs> yeah. He just walked down to the woods like 200 miles. Oh, I can't deal with this woman anymore. Yeah, yeah and then, <laughs> like, oh, fuck this. Swans don't judge me. I'm out. Swans. This one's particularly non-judgmental. I mean, swans are monogamous creatures. They mate for life. But this one married himself. So. Impede on other cultures. If you married yourself, I, I like that. Very zen state. But everybody needs companionship. And I was just here doing MDMA. And he was here. Just, <laughs> he was there eating bread, being mindful about it all. <laughs> oh, I love, love the taste of hovis. <laughs> Don't like it when it's seeded. <laughs> but this is good. Yeah. But at least I'm aware that it's the seeds that make me angry now and not all of this bitterness about drugs. <laughs> not one direction, it's the seed. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go with one because I think that's all we have time for now. Um, yep. uh, a, uh, an emergency call made by a drunk driver who wanted police to pull him over uh, has been released by Florida Sheriff's Office. Um, Michael Lester can be heard uh, badly slurring his words during a New Year's Eve 911 call as he tells the operator, I'm too drunk and I don't know where I am. Um, <laughs> I was drunk driving, he adds. I was I was just drunk driving. I said, no, I was... I previously. Just, previously. I, I was, pulled over to make a phone call because yeah, I'm a responsible you guys, driver. Because I don't know where I am. Um, the emergency operator def desperately urges him to pull over as he, as, oh, he didn't stop driving okay. while he was making the call drunk. Um, as she tries to work out where he is to avoid potential tragedy. Uh, I think I'm going to get something to eat, he said. <laughs> <laughs> where? From where though? You don't know where you uh, are. I, I think they can catch up with me there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, turning myself in, I'm confessing, <laughs> but I'm a bit peckish. First, I need to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. I've got a yearning for some sauce. I don't know where it's come from. It's the fugitive in me and it loves a bit of sauce. <laughs> uh, the driver refused to give his last name on the phone and then uh, and, and then revealed that he's on the wrong side of the road. So you'll spot me. <laughs> <laughs> How will you find me? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll know. You'll find me, you'll know. I'll be driving directly towards you on the road. <laughs> side of the road. 
uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook that they managed to track Lester down before anyone was hurt. Michael first told the deputy that he'd only had two beers, and then he changed it to three, and then four. Um, he he also mentioned that he'd only slept for four hours in the past four days, and that he'd swallowed meth earlier instead of smoking it. <laughs> oh, no, I swallowed uh, but and I'll also have a quarter pounder with cheese uh, and a side of onion rings. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this isn't a drive-through. <laughs> uh, uh, Lester had a criminal history that included another drink-driving incident, aggravated battery, drug possession, disorderly conduct, hit and run, uh, and that's it. Yeah, police added. But, uh, yeah, swallowed his mouth, drove on the wrong side of the road, called the police, safety first. <laughs> I was drunk driving. Yeah. I mean, I'm still driving and drunk <laughs> yeah. and on the phone. But, but I was then as well. But I, I swallowed meth in that time, so yeah, I don't know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If you could bring a panini, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't give them his name. Like, oh, yeah, you could like, you take me in if you could answer me these questions three. Uh, my first is in drunk, uh, but uh, I'm at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'll, be the, I'll be the guy in the Taco Bell parking lot choking on meth. <laughs> give me a uniform. They'll never know. <laughs> They don't know my last name. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> it's on this side of the road. Yeah. On the other side of the road. Oh, the best conversation with the most enlightened swan. <laughs> and his friend who was doing MDMA. <laughs> he says the swans don't judge. And I'm not sure. <laughs> my evening stroll, wandering through the park eating math. <laughs> Swan, swans don't judge. I was married to that swan. Swan that often married itself. I feel judged. You're in a good place. You're in a calm place. Feel the weight pushing down. The points of contact onto the floor, onto the chair, onto the sofa, onto the bed, onto whatever you're lying on. Just be aware. Be present. Ah, it's enough of that. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Pulling Teeth. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Pulling Teeth Part. You can email us, uh, podcast at pullingteeth.audio. You can find uh, everything we've done on our SoundCloud page uh, at uh, pullingteeth.audio. That's instead of .com or .co.uk or .net or .whatever, it's .audio. Um, so uh, yeah, go to those things. Go and do those things, and uh, take uh, just 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 take a minute to be be present today. To to be calm and be aware of yourself, aware of your feelings, aware of your pain, aware of your anger towards something fucking stupid that we've said, um, and uh, aware that uh, there'll be another show coming up. Around about this time next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us again. Uh, see you very soon. Thanks very much. Bye.